Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. And I got self-conscious because I'm like, why isn't he laughing at my joke? Like that was hilarious. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am so happy to be here with you on this pandemic evening. Um, I, you know, the upside of the pandemic is I get to connect with my friends all across the country, and I'm very excited to have the funny and talented, hilarious Mr. Anthony Davis. Hello. Uh, How are you? Good, good. You know, just surviving, surviving. <laughs> so this is kind of a first for me. You're in transit right now. You're driving. Yes, I am driving. It's, that's the only time I get to be by myself. Oh, how sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's a nice captive audience. Thank you for taking the time during your work day to talk to me about wings. We've been trying to schedule this for a while, and I've, I've always wanted to get you on the podcast because I know you are a big wing fan. Yes. Um, before we get into that, Anthony Davis, tell everybody who you are, what makes you so special, what do you do? Uh, I, I'm Anthony, and I'm an alcoholic, and um, it's been 14 days since my last uh, alcoholic beverage, and no, I, I'm a comedian, I, I'm from, uh, I was born and raised in North Carolina, so I'm a Southern comedian out here in the big, big world of L.A., and my job during the day is I'm a computer analyst. Oh so, my gosh. yeah. So when people get a hold of me, it's kind of an awkward situation because no one wants to get text support from a guy that talks like cleanest. <laughs> like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna say, yeah, your magic picture box ain't working. Maybe check check the gerbil that makes the power go round. <laughs> we all like to think we're woke and we're like really like you know, we're there until we get you on the, on the phone to fix our computers. And we're like, um, is there somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, are you sure you're doing the right thing? I'm like, mm, are you sure you shouldn't be looking at porn on your work computer, sir? Okay. So who's right. Who's wrong here? They almost prefer somebody with an accent. They're like, um, isn't there just somebody a little bit more ethnic I can talk to? <laughs> yeah. They get me like, yeah. You want some of an accent? I'm right here. What do you need? <laughs> do you see a lot of porn in your line of work? Yeah, these people are using work computers, and they don't. As soon as they take them home, they they use them as personal computers, even though we know when they're using it. Like we tell people, don't use your work computers as personal computers. We will not back up your stuff, and they they're like, okay, <laughs> I got something to do. <laughs> I gotta take it home to do work. Yeah, I mean these are like salespeople. They're on the road all the time, just like, yeah, I saved my I can't find my bookmarks. I'm like, yeah, well, we deleted them because I'm not putting them back on this computer. So you oh my gosh. gross ass weirdo. <laughs> what would you say is the like what's like the most common genre of porn that you see on people's computers? 
well, most of the time I don't even, I get to, I try to tell them that you can't look like we have a thing where to get into our network, you need a VPN, which is a virtual private network. Once you get on that, you're on our whole, you're on your work computer. It's a work computer. You can't load porn on your work computer. It's on our network. You can't do that. And people are like, well, I can't get onto my website. I'm like, what website, sir? They're like, I don't want to say. I'm like, <laughs> well, judging by your search history, sir, I can pretty much guarantee it's because you're on a work computer. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, I mean, we've all heard about this, but I just had never known anybody who worked on that side of things. Um, <laughs> at my work computer, there's just sites I can't get to. I mean, I would never try to get to a porn site, but even if I wanted to go to like, let's say a band's website or some comedy clubs, you know, like it's just restricted. Um, and then I get the firewall. Oh yeah. When you're off our network, it's just a regular computer. When you're on our network, yeah, the firewall kicks in. But oh. yeah, it, it happens all the time. I mean, not all the time, but it's happened enough where I think about it. Um, I, I wrote, this reminds me, I did write this into a joke. I don't tell it very often, but like I, I bought something from like the Adam and Eve catalog and then they were like, I use PayPal and then I kept getting um, ads and emails from them to my work email because my PayPal was connected to the work email. So anytime I hit unsubscribe, it would just hit the firewall. And I was like, holy shit, I can't get rid of these emails. And then the emails got kind of dirty, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I was just like sweating. And finally, I had to call PayPal and change my email. Yeah, <laughs> It's OK. That happened. That's. It happens, you know, at least with you, I, I understand that, you know, like, oh, no, I don't want them to see this. Not, hey, why isn't this working? I want to look at my smut. It's their boldness. They're like, like, they're like, hey, I am an American. I deserve this. I'm like, I get it. I get it's a pandemic, but goddamn, I mean, pace yourself or use your, don't use your company phone either. I don't, I don't know why, like. Just if anyone's listening to this that uses your work computer, we see everything that you guys look at. It's a work computer. I have complete access. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, I do it. Okay. Please stop. <laughs> How funny. I'm so, okay. I know there's more to you than just the porn police. So, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's so fun. <laughs> um, you're a huge wing fan. And every time we've talked about, you know, scheduling this podcast, you're like, oh, I was going to have wings today anyway. Where do, are, tell me about your, you know, your love of wings. Do you eat wings like once a week or every day? What's that like? Well, I, I tried. I used to eat them every day. But then, you know, I got married. And then she said, you got to watch your cholesterol and your sodium intake. You're going to die of diabetes again. I'm like, okay, mom. But yeah, I used to like, yeah, I used to, I try to get them like once a week. Actually, I think my wife's making them tonight for dinner. So she knows this is your favorite food. She'll make them for you. Like, how does she spice them up? Like, what's the way that you, let's say if your wife makes them, what's your favorite way that they're prepared? Okay. I, I It's going to make me sound like a little bit, little baby, but I only like a mild. I can't handle spice very well because I'm white, I'm very white. 
My, my taste buds are white as hell. I can't even eat Taco Bell because it's too spicy for me. So, so your put, wife, when she makes them, she'll toss them in a mild sauce for you? Yep. Mild that's, sauce, nice. that's what I get. Every time I go to Wingstop, I get a mild sauce and like two things of blue cheese. Okay, we're going to talk about that. That is interesting. So, uh, so this episode would be like very mild with Anthony Davis. <laughs> white as van- with a side of vanilla ice cream and white rice. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like if you put Miracle Whip on top of white bread. Oh, God. Just do white. You, do you do Miracle Whip? Yeah, of course I do. Is that a North Carolina thing? The hell? No, it's, it's a good, it's a taste thing. It's just. No. Okay. Listen, Anthony, I love a good like sandwich bar. If somebody has like cold cuts out, you know, bread and toppings to make a good sandwich and they have like mustard and a mayonnaise. And um, when I was younger, I remember my friend's mom kind of made something like that for us kids. And I was so excited and I put a big glob of mayo and bit into it and it was Miracle Whip. And I, uh, I've never been the same since. Okay, you see, you teed it up like somebody that was dressed up like a Miracle Whip can beat the living shit out of you. Like, you're like, oh, God, no, Miracle Whip. Ah!" Like, don't cheat. Like, you just had a bad, you had too much Miracle Whip. That's not a bad thing. Well, any my my taste buds were beating the shit out of, okay? And it was the ultimate betrayal because here I'm biting into like kind of like a favorite food and you think it's going to be so good and I do like mayo. And then you're like, it's not mayo, it's Miracle Whip. Um, Right. So when when you have some, I can't believe it's not butter, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? I've been betrayed. I'll kill everybody at this party. How dare you, sir? I can't believe it's not butter. Kind of like generally tastes like butter. It doesn't taste like lemons and sugar. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you cook the steak? And I can't believe it's not butter because I can't believe that you're not going to go home tonight because I'm going to murder your family. I would never cook a steak and I can't believe it's not butter. How you dare you? Oh. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be so judgmental of your choices. What part of North Carolina are you from? The part that likes Miracle Whip, apparently. I've been brought on the show to be berated and hate, hated on because of my taste buds. I'm really sorry. I usually respect my guests more, but maybe, I mean, I'll respect your wing choices, um, but I really draw the line at Miracle Whip. Let me tell you about my view on asparagus. Do you have strong? No, I hate it. I hate asparagus. I don't like it. Fair enough. But like, um, I'm from a place called Sanford. It's about an hour south of Raleigh. Okay, Sanford. Yep. My okay. sister used to strip in Fayetteville, so it's in between those two. <laughs> Thank you for that. I have family in uh, in in North Carolina. Oh, good. Tell her to go look up my sister. <laughs> Does she still strip? I don't know. I as soon as she said that, I kind of just blanked out and I never became the same again. Maybe you'll see her on one of your coworkers computer in the future. Oh, great. Then there'll be another reason why I want to gouge my eyes out. (laughs) So Anthony, you're so funny. Tell me a little bit about how long have you been doing comedy and like, what has been, um, what's it been like for you during the pandemic? 
I've been doing comedy for about six years now. Six, about six years. Five or six. Five and a half. Six. Six years. So, yeah. And it's it's been hard. I mean, this year, uh, beginning of the year, I recorded my album in January. That's and then right. I was going to go on. I was going to go on tour and like hit up all these comedy clubs because I had a, I had a, an album to promote. And then uh, almost every one of them canceled. Every one of the four or five grand uh, gigs. And it, it sucks, but you know, you got to look at the good with the bad. I mean, I got I get to spend more time with my wife, which has always been nice. We've been cooking together. We made wontons last night. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. I'm in, I'm in school. I'm back. I went back to school to get my bachelor's degree and then my master's. So, you know, it's just, you gotta take the good with the bad. Oh my gosh, Anthony, that sounds like the best making lemons into lemonade story that I can think of. You made wontons last night, first of all, amazing. And what a good way to take advantage of maybe the time, I guess. Did, did it free up time? I guess, did it free up time for you uh, to be able to go back to school? Yeah, I mean, I was going out to do comedy every single night. Mm-hmm. You know, almost, almost every night I was going out. You know, I wouldn't. See, I would see my wife maybe once or twice a week, like have a night for us. We had date night. You know, it would. It was a strain on us because you know it's. You know, I don't, we don't see each other now. I was like, hey, I got every night open now. Why don't I just go back to school? She's always been telling me go back to school so you can get a better, like you know, get better with computers and better with a better job and and you know we're gonna start a family here soon so I always want to be able to take care of my family I was like yeah if I ain't got nothing to do I don't want to sit around the house because if anyone knows who I am I don't I don't like to sleep and I don't like to be still I like to always be doing stuff so yeah like, oh yeah, my gosh go back to school. now I study every night that's fantastic. And that's really inspiring too, is I know a lot of people are struggling and it feels weird. We're eight, nine, maybe 10 months in now. Um, so we're kind of like in the normal, which is scary to say. Um, but I think my mind is still back in last March and April when it's like, what should I do with this time? And I kept saying I was going to learn a new language and I was going to exercise. And I really haven't done those things. Um, and I feel, <laughs> And I feel kind of bad, but I was like, you know what, Mary, it's almost January 1st, you know, maybe June 1st, you can say you've accomplished, uh, one of those things. Um, if, if you start now, but I'm not sure, but what I do Como find is huh? Como a stars. Boy, <laughs> win. Excuse me. Say that again. Como oh. estas? Como a stars. I, I can't say the muy bien I, again. Muy boy. I don't know. Okay. Okay, don't make fun of me. I can't, I can't fake other languages in this accent because it just makes it sound like I'm making fun of it, and I'm trying my best to spe- say it correctly. I probably, I probably like como estas muy bien. Muy bien. That's that's muy bien. I love it. Um, but that's what makes you so endearing. That's what audiences really like about you. So I imagine like you play to that and put that because you really don't. That's not a real accent that you have, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, I thought it was. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? I, I can hide my accent if I want to. I, I'm able to hide. You've probably heard me hide my accent like this. Like when I'm on the phone with people, I talk like this so they can understand me. 
but this is how I talk normally. <laughs> I'm kind of just teasing you because I know that I know you're a really authentic person. <laughs> God, God damn, Mary. You're just well, going at me tonight. The you know, the whole Hilaria Baldwin situation has just got me on edge, and now I'm looking at everybody different. <laughs> just is that even how you talk, Anthony? Are you even from North Carolina? How do I even trust you? um so let's let's get into some wings and then i want to hear some of your other stories but like and we've scratched the surface a little bit you are a wing fan you would eat them every night if you could um let's take a look at your wing constitution there's five questions in this wing constitution i believe you saw my meme about it so you're somewhat familiar but let's figure out what kind of person you really are are you ready yes drummies or flats Flats. Ranch or blue cheese or nothing? Blue cheese, 100%. <laughs> um, here, let me fix this really quick. Um, I think I made it a background so I could remember the questions. Okay, there it is. Okay. Um, carrots, celery, both or neither? Carrots. Oh, okay. CR. Um, here's a good one. Dry rub or sauce? Sauce, 100%. But it just has to be mild. Yeah. <laughs> Fried, baked, grilled, or smoked? Fried. Yep. How many wings can you eat? Like in a sitting? Yeah, just kind of like in an ideal scenario. I'm going out for wings. I'm hungry. Oh, okay. Nice. That's a good number. So, Anthony, you are a... Sassy bitch. (laughs) You are an FBLCRSF35, which I know is too many letters. F B. SF I probably put one too many questions but you know you need to put this on your LinkedIn so when you're applying to jobs people really know who you are Um, if you weren't married I would say put this on your dating profile Um, speaking of does your wife eat wings oh yeah yeah does she is she a drummy or a flat she's a flats only oh so a little bit of a little struggle in the household then no, I'm flats only too. But it's hard to just get all flats. Not if you're hard, like not if you work hard enough. <laughs> I mean, oftentimes we say the ideal relationship is drummies and flats. You know, um, if you got drummies in an order, who would eat the drummies? I mean, we both we both eat them. We just don't want to. I mean, it's. I mean, why, why do that to yourselves? I mean, if I'm, ordering, if I'm ordering wings, I want to eat them and be happy. Not to work around some giant leg muscle, some dang chicken that's been lifting, doing leg day every single day. It's got nothing but tendons in there. That's, I have a hard time with that too. Uh, I made wings last night in my air fryer, but I'm not great at it. I need to remember that tip of um, drying them really good and then the like baking soda, baking powder will help get them crispy. You know, if you just get a wok and get some uh, vegetable oil, you can just fry them like that. You don't I like to, that. You don't need a deep fryer. Does the, I use a wok every night. 
Oh, really? Well, I'm using the air fryer. So, I mean, it's pretty easy. It's like a microwave of air of frying, but in the oh, wok, yeah. are you getting the ends, the, the skin crispy? Yeah. It's basically just a deep fryer, but just in a wok and set. I mean, I cook, I cook uh, Korean food, like barbecue, like a few nights ago too. I mean, I, I use that wok more than I use anything else. I do like my wok. It's that hot, you know, it's the, it's, it's getting the heat up high which what makes it so good. You can pretty much put anything in it. Yeah. Nice. So you guys have been doing a lot of cooking at home. Do you, did you do a lot of cooking at home before the pandemic or during, or just during the pandemic? I do, uh, I do all the cooking usually in the house, but since my wife's been working from home, she's been trying to cook more. She wants to learn how to cook. And she's always been like that. She's always like, I just want to be able to cook so that when you get home from work, I can make you dinner. I was like, well, yeah, you could do that. I mean, just, cook better and I will. It'd be fine. <laughs> That's really sweet. She wants to have that kind of traditional, like, look what I did for you. I would say, don't get started on that because then you'll never be able to stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so one of the things I've really been enjoying online, have you been doing like virtual shows? Yeah. Yeah. You, what do you think about them? I mean, you, you did one with Broken Drip Productions the one that I hosted and I thought it was really good. Are you enjoying it? Or are you just doing it to get by or? It's, it's fine. It just, I'm just trying see, because I recorded my album this, this beginning of this year, the rule of thumb is when you get record an album, you burn the material and then you got to work on new stuff. And if, when I get back on the stage next year, I don't want to be, I don't want to start writing the stuff then and for trying it out there. Then I want to be try, doing my stuff and, have that good tight 30 when I get back on stage with completely new material. So it's just a way for me to, burn, to try new material, try it out, you know, but I mean, online shows can only be as good as you, as the effort you put into it. You know, I That's mean, a good if you, point. If you put effort into it, you'll have fun. You'll, you'll make some people laugh. It's, it's not, it's, it's nowhere near as good as live shows, but yeah. I mean, if it's safe, it's safety over, you know, substance, honestly, I, I prefer them right now, obviously. I agree. And like, of course, I don't love a virtual show. And probably one of the first ones I did, somebody uh, said something that I heard and I was like, oh, I heard it later. They're like, she's, I don't know who this is. She's not even funny. And like, I, and I heard it later and I was like, ow, um, but Dante Powell went after me and he goes, y'all know we can see you, right? Your little box lights up green. I know who you are. And I was like, thank you. Um, that was I've done that of- a few times. Really? I, I had like, a, I don't know why, but someone asked me to do 35 minutes. They asked me a headline, a Zoom show. And I just, I just, I just couldn't put myself through it. So I just, the first 20 minutes was just me going to every single person's like room or video screen and just ripping them apart. Yeah. Like one person, I was like, it was some two old, late, old people just sitting in a, a room. I was like, it's nice to see that your meth production hasn't slowed down since you started this pandemic. <laughs> and like, I could just see the ladies like, like she spit out her teeth or something. It was cuter than hell. Oh, that's it's, funny. It's just what you could put into it, honestly. You know, I mean, and those I'm, are, those are the funnest parts of a Zoom is when you can riff and like connect with people. Um, yeah, I do like that. One time. It was a, the, the producer's wife. It was just her, her, her picture. And I was like, um, I'm going to need to see proof of life on Shirley. Cause we haven't seen her in a while. I know you're just collecting her social security check. Um, how fun. 
Yeah, I, I found it to be also like just to get my head back in the game. And like, if you want to be a com, this was a this was a worry for me at the beginning of the pandemic. Is like, am I going to be a comic at the end of this? And I told myself, if you keep doing comedy, then yes, you will. You know, but if this if you need an excuse to stop, this is it also. So just keep do something. Yeah, this is the only thing keeping me from being on OnlyFans full time. <laughs> You wait, you did join. Did you join on OnlyFans? I've seen this joke. What are I thought it was what are you what are you what are you doing on OnlyFans? What what the fuck you think I'm doing? I'm taking my clothes off for people that pay me money to. (laughs) I saw TikTok where somebody's like, okay, I get it, OnlyFans, whatever. And she goes, but what are you doing? Can somebody please tell me? I'm Um, showing my butthole to strangers that pay me $50. I don't. I will be open and honest about this. I am doing terrible things on OnlyFans for money. Are you serious? Are you, are we, wait, are we joking? No, I'm not joking. I don't know why people think I'm joking. Like, I mean it. I've been, I've showed my body off to strangers online. One of the guys' name was Pat. He was very nice. He was very sweet. He said I was hilarious and then he wanted to see a picture of my back. I sent it to him for $10. Nice. Didn't even, didn't even hesitate. Just, I was like, yeah, here you go. So it's really whatever people want. Yeah. People reach out to you. They're like, hey, you look hot. Can, uh, or I'll send out videos saying, hey, you want to see me with my sh- just in my underwear? Tip me $20. And then people tip me $20 and they see a picture. Oh, my gosh. Um, are you worried about any lasting effects? Like, I mean, what could there be any danger in that? Like if somebody takes a screenshot or says like, Hey, we've got these nude photos of Anthony Davis when you're big and famous. The old, I thought about it. Like what's, what am I going to say? What, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. There's a picture of my balls. Congratulations. Now you can be disappointed like I am every day. <laughs> I mean, it, it can't hurt my career. I'm just going to make a joke about it. And if it yeah. does, I needed money to take care of things. And OnlyFans is becoming so mainstream Mainstream. and normalized. Sex workers can do whatever they want. These people are doing whatever they can to survive during a pandemic. Why why can't I do the same thing? Yeah, and I can imagine. I mean, Anthony, you are a type. Like, I imagine somebody, there are people out there who are like, that's my type. Take off your shirt. Um, Do you have... um, what how do I <laughs> I mean do you have mostly male fans it's all it's only guys I've never have gotten not, no not one woman it's all guys because yeah, girls don't have to pay for that um just kidding. <laughs> um cool I, what's the biggest tip you've ever gotten I got $50. nice hey I've done a lot more for a lot less I don't I don't judge Hey, is your audio? Wait, I think your audio just got light. Can you hear me now? Um, not great. He was telling us that he made fifty dollars. Okay, I think is that back? Yeah, yeah, oh, I good. got fifty bucks. I got fifty bucks from somebody. I'll, I'll be, I'm gonna be honest. It's, I'm not. I make more. I'm making more money doing OnlyFans than I was. I am doing comedy. <laughs> it sucks, but. People want to say it. I don't have to do, I got to roll out of bed, go to a, a mirror, take my, a picture of me with my shirt off. And then I go right back to bed and I get paid to do it. I love it. Um, 
just because I, I saw an old lady, lady was like 69 years old. In her bio, she said that she loves showing her body off and all of her money that she makes on here is to take care of her disabled son. And she ha- she makes like $10,000 a month. And as soon as I saw that lady, I was like, then why the fuck ain't I, aren't I doing it? Good for you. Oh my gosh. On the other hand too, I'm really sad that people have to do this for like healthcare and basic needs. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. I, so I'm, so now I'm a big fan of OnlyFans. Um, but I was thinking about also like GoFundMe and all the people who are like, you're a socialist. I hate socialism. And like, we're doing GoFundMes every week for people to pay for expenses that, you know, they weren't, they didn't plan for. And I feel like, I think we're a lot more socialist than some people want to believe that we are. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, no one could be prepared for this. No, this is something that no one could be prepared for. No one saw it coming. I mean, it's you just, you're dealt, you're dealing with what you were dealt, the cards you're dealt with. Yeah. If there's a thing called GoFundMe where you can ask people for money to help, I mean, for me, I would do anything to, to I'm doing anything I can to survive. I'm lucky that I work in IT where, you know, people always always going to need computer support. But what if I lost that job? Yeah. I mean, people have lost their jobs for less and it sucks. But, you know, you got to do what you can to survive. Yeah, I agree. And platforms like that make it easy to, like, help your friends, help your neighbors, help strangers. Um, Go fund me, not OnlyFans, because that sounds creepy as shit. <laughs> I mean, in a way, we're still, like... Yeah, I'm still supporting you. Are you on Parlor? Was that you also that joined Parlor? Was that somebody else? That's someone else. I, I don't even know what Parlor is, but I will join it. That means I can get more money. I don't. <laughs> it's like Facebook for like Trump people or something. Um, oh no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I did join. I did join Parlor. To- oh, oh, now you remember? <laughs> yeah, I did. I I joined it for like a week or two, and then it just got so toxic because I would just I would post insanely. Sh- I would. I would post something on the internet. I would create a website. I would make, I would just say stupid shit for the first two paragraphs and the rest would be like, you're an idiot. If you, if you believe this stuff, the headline's not true. And then people were still like, yeah, this is great. Good job, brother. I'm like, this is fucking read. It's not real. I, I just made this fucking website. And people, yeah, I was like, tr- like this one lady was like, you got, you, you guys lost. I was like, we didn't lose. We, this is bullshit. And, and people are like, yeah, get her brother. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. Oh, this wow. Is, it's, so, too, it's too draining and too toxic. Yeah. Um, dang, good for you though. I mean, um, I think there's just something about like using these sites, doing these things, and then like you can weave it into your comedy and it could probably work really well for you. Um, another like saga I've been following of yours that I really like, I think everybody is really loving is what's going on with Todd. Who's Todd? Could you tell for the people listening who might, might not know who's Todd and why is he a thorn in your side? So Todd is the funny person of the office. I just started my job back in uh, March. Uh, no, I, April. I started my job on April 20th and I didn't let, I let no one know that I was a comedian. I was completely quiet about it. I was very quiet about my outside life and then the whole time this guy named Todd who just thinks he's the funniest fucking person in the whole world but just making these stupid goddamn jokes and people are just like you know, like oh my god you're so funny Todd oh god let's just come because you're so funny <laughs> just, 
it's just it's, they're the stupid just stupid pranks like when he came he's like here do you want a bag of chips and it's full of microchips i was like this is stupid what 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 part why would you think this is funny and just i was like no one's gonna think this is funny when he did it to me that prank everyone the everyone felt like they just they heard they felt laughter for the first time in their lives they just couldn't let it stop I was like, this is this isn't funny. This is fucking bullshit. And then when they found out that I actually was a comedian, that's it. No one's even no one even cares. They found out, no one even brought it up ever again. Todd's still the funny guy of the office. And I'm like, well, I would guess I'll just go kill myself. Like so, I can't I can't compete with this guy. <laughs> it's because he doesn't have the same rules that you have. And integrity. Oh, yeah. But yeah. This, I'll tell you what, this scene is so good because it is the perfect setup of stressor and, and comic relief of like, here's Anthony, a professional comedian. He just released an album. He's performed comedy all over the country and has plans to do more. And this asshole with a dad joke and a one-liner he stole from Carson is going to get all the laughs and attention. Whereas oh, yeah. us comedians, all we want is laughs and attention from everybody. It's the perfect conflict. I haven't been on stage, an actual stage, in four months. So my laughter that I get in person is mostly just from coworkers. And because I'm not getting it, I'm starting to get angry. I just, I just hate, I hate him to my core. I, I just, I just, he's, he's not, as, he's, he's just awful. I, I hope he drowns. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't mean that. But if he drowned, I won't cry as long as I should. I, I think I'll be sad for a few minutes, and I'm like. Well, God, what is there? And then I'll be sad again. I just, God. I think, just... I, I think you should write this into a screenplay, a web series or something, because it's so fun and I love it. Um, and now that everybody knows that you're a comic, they say dumb shit now. Like, you should put that in your skit, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the, the CNIO, the chief information officer of the entire company was like, well, Anthony, uh, you ready? You got you wanna you wanna do some jokes first? I'm like, nope. I would love to keep it professional. He's like, well, then Todd said something stupid. He's like, we well, want to keep it professional, like you do on stage when you have sex with your sister, right? Oh. Like, you said that, CIA, not me. Yeah. Then the CIO like actually went to see my comedy, and I had to. He's like, you didn't really have sex with your sister. I'm like, no, of course not. She's gay. She said no. I thought that was a good joke, and then I had to. I, then they wrote me up. They said that was an inappropriate joke, and I was but like, "It That's all not started with their yeah. with the, You didn't say anything at first. I don't. I I never bring it up. I never bring up that I'm a comedian. I don't bring up any of my jokes. I let it go. And if they bring it up to me, it's not my pro, It's not my fault. But yeah, it just. I had to go to HR because I said something inappropriate. I was like, "Yeah, well, I said something like that." I was like, "Yeah, uh, you know, she's gay, so she said no." And they're like, well, that's offensive. I'm like, who to my sister? Have you seen her? She looks pretty good. I'm the one who needs to be offended. I'm like, you guys can't, you guys can't touch me. Like I, I talked to HR about this. I was like, I brought this up to you guys when I started that I'm a comedian. I told you guys, I don't bring it up. You guys can't touch me. I'm protected. I don't talk about this outside of work. I don't use names. I've always done this at all my jobs. I'm, I always talk to my HR before I, I post anything online. They know everything that I do online. Yeah, that is, um, I can feel that because, um, yeah, I, you know, I have a super corporate job too. And we're, I mean, we wouldn't, we, we wouldn't even say those things, you know, to each other out loud. 
Um, and I did hear one comedian say, and I really like this, if it ever came to pass, it's like, Hey, that is a character. It's for entertainment purposes only. Um, it's a character I'm portraying for entertainment. Like that's not me. And like, I don't own any of what you're saying right now. Um, (laughs) but I have found it easy and maybe I'm a cop out, but like the clean, like going more clean, um, has been very useful and helpful to me. And, I'll still invite, I, I I think early on, I'm about five and a half years in also. And early on, like bringing my work people to shows really helped me to have that kind of bringer. You know, that's kind of how I started getting other jobs. Cause they're like, oh, Mary can bring people. They're all tired of going now. Like they won't go, but um, it definitely helped kind of in the beginning. Um, but it was really the other comics. I'm like, you guys, this is not a work sponsored event. <laughs> like this person's, you know, talking about their vaginas. Um, yeah, I know people at work hate it when I talk about my vagina, but it's okay <laughs> if Todd talks about his. It's bullshit. You no, know, it's. I mean, I've, I've never had coworkers come to the shows, even in my last job. I don't. My family's never seen me do comedy. Oh wow. I don't. It's who I am on stage is who I is not is it may be a oh you're cutting out a little bit hold on stop right there no you said who you are on stage is what who I am on stage is pretty much who I am in real life you know it's just it's a it's a persona it's an exaggeration to an extent I think like boundaries. Stage, oh. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. You're right. Boundaries. Boundary. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's, that's, I, I think the pandemic has helped me with that too. Cause now I have more boundaries with work because I'm not there. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you just, you want some boundaries with your, your personal life and, and your comedic life and your professional life. And I think that's fair and it's safe. Um, I've been noticing that recently, you know, part of my shtick is talking about being single and I complain about it. And then I have all these ugly people or like gross ass people saying, you should meet my cousin. And I'm like, ew, no. Like, I know I pretend to be desperate, but I'm not that desperate. Yeah, exactly. It's an I, act. Yeah, a lot. Oh, like, even with comedy itself, it's, it's grounded in truth, but it's the fun parts, the exaggeration of dealing with it. You know, like. I make jo- I make incest jokes all the time. I will never have sex with my sister. I do. I ask her permission before I say any of those jokes. Yeah. Like it's, it's just it's just you're making fun. I I'll stop saying them when they stop getting laughs. Right. Okay. I've never I've never done a show and said incest where someone didn't laugh their ass off about it. That's why I write them. <laughs> So I think that's your truth in a way, like your character's truth. You're, you know, you're, you're a, a Southern guy. You've got a thick accent and a thick beard and a friendly face. Like that's what people expect you to say. Like, that's your truth. Um, yeah. and we, we talk about what, what we know, I guess. Um, well, also I tell people this too, like this guy, the Southern guy on stage is a, a, over simplification of what people think all southerners are we're all stupid we're all you know all have sex with our sisters we're all drunk all the time you know and then when you hear my my jokes 
they're actually a lot more complex and mm -hmm. more in depth than just slapstick. Oh yes, I was down the street the other day playing my banjo and then I got drunk and I shit in the street. You know, that's not what I do. It's it's seeing what you're expecting and then going the exact opposite. My jokes are really dark too. They go really dark really quickly. And when people laugh, like like one of my jokes are when people when people laugh at my incest jokes, and then I talk about a bad, me having a bad relationship with my father, like I, I immediately call them on that. I'm like, so you guys are okay with the incest, but me and my dad have a complicated relationship. That's where y'all draw the line. A bunch of fucking hypocrites. You know, it's just. I yeah. love that. And it, I, you're, now I'm remembering the times I've seen your stand up, probably at Big Pine uh, two years ago. Um, you're right. It's like, oh, we're expecting this, but I'm going to, but it's smarter and you make it smarter and you make it a little more like, oh, you're expecting me to be a, a homophobe, but I'm about to tell you, you know, about this relationship I friendship I made with, uh, you know, these guys or whatever. I, that was the joke I remember, but I just butchered it. Oh yeah, grinder. Yeah. The grinder. Grind. Yeah. Yep. That is nice and refreshing. And I think it's good to like, like not step in because that's that's when you know something's super hacky right like oh you did the thing we thought you were gonna do but if you can turn a corner and make it smarter darker like that's gold right there oh i love this yeah, it's, it's 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 what sets you apart you know i can tell you that there's not many southern comics and if there are there are none that are going to be are going to talk about the stuff that i do yeah. You may talk, I don't talk about food as much as on stage, but I will sure shit go into a dark relationship I've had with my father and how I get, I cope with it while also figuring out that I might be pre, I might have strokes. You know, that stroke joke is a hundred percent true. A lot of times for comedy, you're taking something that's so dark that you can't, that's hard to talk about in public and you're just making light of it as a way of getting through it. Like that's my stroke joke. Where I say like, you know, I'd make fun of like the fact that I thought I had stroke. I was smelling toast. That was my way of coping with the fact that I went to a doctor and he said that I shouldn't worry about having strokes. I should worry about being, you know, diabetes first. That's something a doctor actually said to me. Mm -hmm. And it, it terrified me. I was like, am I pre-diabetic? He's like, you're getting close there. You may be pre-diabetic and then you might have type two diabetes. And that scared me so bad. And the way I coped with it was I made jokes. I changed my lifestyle, obviously, but I wrote a joke about it. It was a way to help me get through the pro get through what was told to me. And then now that I can make a joke about it, I can help other people go through it as well. Yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah, I'm a lot deeper than people think I am. I know. Yeah. yeah, I I do like that, and I like I I don't think I'm that deep, but I kind of identify with the fact that like I'm not just this clown on stage, you know. Like I'm a person. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, thank you for that. Thanks. That's that's pretty deep, and like what I always hope to kind of get at on this podcast. Um, before I let, hey, by the way, you've been driving a long time. Are you there yet? Yeah, I'm almost there. <laughs> Um, man, California is going into like extended stay at home too. Uh, that kind of sucks. Not me. I go, I have to go to work every day. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I wish I know our, a lot of our, most of our comedy clubs here are open and it's just scary a little bit. And Arizona folks, I feel like they don't care as much or they don't think it's real or whatever. So we'll probably be 
um, spiking soon. I mean, I yeah. went to St. George, Utah for, mm. I was, I had, I had like a, 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 a theater out there and I was so excited when I got there. I was like, oh, cool. I get to headline one of my first theaters. And it was, uh, I got there and they were like, oh, yeah, we're sold out. I'm like, that's great. Like 25% capacity. They're like, no, 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 we're sold out as in the 500 seater. I was like, you sold out 500 seats. How many th- seats can this place sit? He's like, about 500. Oh my like, God. Are, are they wearing masks? They're like, nope. I'm like, oh, cool. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Your show became a super spreader event. I know. Um, I was like, am I- in, in, inside, I was like, oh my God, yes, all that 500 theater. And the, but I was like, oh no, there's people in here without masks on. You're like, but I'm on the stage away from them. I don't <laughs> know. I think people make choices. And it's kind of what I tell myself. Well, they make choices and I'm going to do my best to keep myself safe. And yeah, that is a hard dilemma. Um, one last question or idea before we wrap things up. Um, if you could have a wing night, at a bar or a restaurant or a place, how would you build your wing night? And I'm talking what drink special, what wing special, maybe entertainment. Would you have like karaoke or comedy? Like what would your fantasy wing night be? And what, like, give me some details. You see, this is a, this is a question that everyone needs to answer because it just, this is, we don't need to worry about stimulus checks. We need to worry about wing nights. That's <laughs> Um, obviously it would be, uh, different kinds of wings at everyone's state at every station, because I want to make sure that everyone gets taken care of and everyone has, gets wings that they can, they, they, they want and they can enjoy. I invite everybody. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I just want everyone to come have fun. It'd be a mix of karaoke, uh, and probably, uh, you know, TVs. We probably watch a movie or something because everyone Ooh. should be. You know, a way for everyone to get to know each other because we're like, hey, I love this movie. I like it too. Now we're best friends. Um, so Step Brothers would be playing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I, I love wings because it's just like camaraderie. If you see somebody eating wings, you're like, man, that's cool. What kind of wings you like? That's the conversation starter right there. Um, got- hence a podcast about the wings. But yes, you, yeah. yeah. Whoever started, whoever can start a podcast about wings, like wings with friends, that'd be a great idea. I don't, no one's done it yet, so I don't know. Um, but I would, um, I would have a th- five different fountains with all the different sauces because you can just pour it over there. Oh, shut up! And then at the very end, it'd be a giant cake where everybody could have as much as they want. So it's really just like a, a, it sounds like a wedding or a birthday party. <laughs> like, hey, Anthony's Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. Um, I wish I, I could have a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. Couldn't afford that shit. <laughs> well, I never did. I never did. Um, I recently bought a bottle of my favorite blue cheese, which is the Bob's Big Boy blue cheese that you get in the cold section. If you ever well, get a chance to buy that, it's it's a really good blue cheese. It's chunky. It's mild. It's cold. It's thick. Um I like Wingstop Branch a lot. What? Here's what you said. Just you know, it's it's cold, it's chunky, it's thick, it's just <laughs> thick, it's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. Like I just, it's like you're describing me. It's white, it's hot, it's thick. <laughs> thick. Yeah. Um, that'll be some really good content for your only fans. Like I'll eat carrots and blue cheese, some wings. I did one of my videos was me eating Chinese food in the shower, and people loved it. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for you in this. It's just, it's just, I, a lot of times I have fun. And then sometimes people are like, Hey, do you want to show that? And I'm like, yeah. 
Sure. You know, people are so fetishy. I think if I was going to pay somebody on OnlyFans, um, I would just pay a hot guy or a, a mildly hot guy. I don't like guys too hot. I like them just kind of medium. And I would just... <laughs> <laughs> I would just pay him to like ask me questions about myself and like oh my you're gosh. paying a guy to pretend he's interested in you God yes and Jesus Christ. Me. can you just keep texting me <laughs> oh, oh my God. so you're talking about the boyfriend this is I'm not even kidding other people have it it's called the girlfriend experience yes where for like $500 a week they'll text you send you pictures pretend they're your girlfriend and these people make bank. I'm talking like some girls I, I saw on this. I'm on a Facebook group called like OnlyFans. Some girls are making like $1,300 or $1,400 a day just doing this. But it's nothing physical. It's just all through text communication and stuff or? Yeah. It's a girlfriend experience. Well, I've seen that, but it, I thought that also meant going on dates, going to dinner, you know, spending the night, stuff like that. I'm just, oh. if I was going to have an OnlyFans, I'd just pay ten, a guy $10 to like be interested in me <laughs> come See, to my and that's, come that's, to, the, that's the great thing about OnlyFans is you're basically deconstructing like I would pay somebody to do this and they're like I'll do that I will okay do that. here's $10 you're like OnlyFans that's it I mean it's it's insane and so the OnlyFans part of it is what makes it kind of safe because people are paying to be there or they're Right? Like, it's not just public information. Right. You have to subscribe to someone's profile. A lot of times you got to pay a monthly fee and then you can get their their content. A lot of times you can't even, you know, it's protected because you're paying for it. So it's a transaction then. So if yeah. they do take it, then you can just sue them because that you stole something from them. That was a prop. That was tra- a transaction. You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's why it works. Yeah. I mean, it does. It's a terrible website for you know and when you think about it but in reality who gives a shit can you see the people who are watching you or can they like not have their camera on or something like that oh no like yeah i mean i so like i'll i'll send a, a video to someone's inbox and like they're just like hey can i send a can you send me a video of you doing something I'm like yeah here, here's a video and then the, until they pay me the money the video won't become they can't see the video and when they do it, they can watch it as much as they want. They purchased it, and that's their video now. Oh, okay, okay. It's not like a live feed that they join. No, yeah, this isn't a cam show, no. Uh, <laughs> it's not a cam. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to digress, but it is so fascinating. I don't think I've known anybody to do OnlyFans, but I've heard a lot about it on TikTok, which, you know, I'm obsessed with. So. <laughs> You're like my wife. My wife loves TikTok. She's like, did you know you could do this? I'm like, did you know that's not true at all? Because you're just getting your information from some crazy ass person on TikTok where they don't have to verify that their stuff is correct. She's like, shut up. Yeah. How dare you, Anthony? Yeah. yeah, Like once someone, someone's like, uh, you know, you could do this with your computer and you, it, it won't even, it's not even illegal. I was like, it absolutely is illegal. And if we find out, we will absolutely prosecute you because that's illegal. No, she's like, nah, I'm like, I can guarantee you if I can find out his IP address, I'll make sure that he goes to prison. <laughs> um, mostly for me, like I've gotten like really good recipes and shit I shouldn't be eating, but it's like, ooh, I want to make that. I made buttermilk biscuits last weekend and I feel like I've achieved like a life goal. 
Yeah, biscuits are fun. I don't, like I've been telling people I make biscuits. I used to make biscuits. Uh, I used to make a southern breakfast for my wife every Sunday, and then you know my doctor's like, stop. Yeah. And, <laughs> Like I made biscuits, gravy, like uh, eggs, like eggs three ways, bacon, yeah. sausage, all that good stuff. And then, yeah, I stopped doing that. But I made the biscuits fresh, made from scratch. It nope. was a skill I wanted to have under my belt. Like I used to make a breakfast like that for my friends back when we used to drink and go out, but I would use like the canned. And I'm like, you know, I bet you if I could just make my own biscuit, like people would be impressed with that. I tell that to people all the time, you know, it's okay. If you cook it well, no one's going to give a shit. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, this is, is this from a can? And just spit in your face. No one gives a shit. If you make it good, they'll eat it. I tell people if it, makes, if it takes more time than it's worth, just make it from a fucking can. True, but now that I've now that I've gotten really good at these biscuits, like I'm never going back. The only key is you got to have butter and buttermilk in the fridge already. Yeah. And you know, it's and my wife was like, "Hey, let's make Chinese food at home." I was like, "I don't want to." She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I'd rather pay ten dollars than save two dollars for shit that probably won't taste as good as if I just paid an extra three dollars." You know, right? Like, and all the chopping, the prep, the cleanup—oh, that's what kills me. Yeah. Afterwards, I'm like, "Well, good. We saved three dollars. You want to go ahead and clean these dishes?" <laughs> I, I I equate it to how, how much time. Like if, how much I get paid per hour is how much effort I'm putting in it. If it takes me like an hour to make this food, then I just paid an extra $25 to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So good I, point. I, I equate it to my time. Like that, I do the same thing with comedy. Uh, if I get paid for a show, I equate how much time it's going to take me to get there. How much time I'm going to be sitting there waiting to go on stage. Is it worth it for me to lose sleep that night or lose time with my wife? I have a whole, an Excel sheet with a calculator and it says like equates everything to, is it worth it to do the show if it's not a lot of times i just say i'm sorry i won't be able to do that show it's just not it's not worth it for me at this time i'm sorry or you know i'll just say well I, before i did that now it's like yeah sure i i don't care i'll do it what, what do you we only do it for free i'll fucking do it for free just give me a fucking stage like you know i'm glad you said that because i mean it, for me that's been kind of a struggle of like um, I think once you become aware of that, like with, with getting paid and once you've been paid for your time, it's kind of hard to go back and, and, and it's not even about the money. I think it's just about respecting your time. Um, so I've tried to kind of set my standards lately about what I'll do for free and what I won't. And, um, yeah, just, just remember, is it, is it going to help you as a comic? Well, you go into this open mic at four at 12 o'clock at night for three people is it going to help you as a comic? Is anybody going to, are you going to work on stuff? If you're not going to work on new stuff, why go? Right. right. Are you going to make, are you going to make your stuff better? If not, why go? Is anyone, you know, or someone that could help your career going to be there? Yeah. If not, then no. I, I've seen people get, uh, do you, do you just immediately when say, Hey, do you want to do this show of mine? Is your first question? Like how much does it pay? Or like, how do you ask that? A lot. Well, so, most of the time now people know like they're like if they're reaching out to me they i'm going to be like either a feature or a headliner and i'm not trying to brag or anything i'm just that's usually what happens and that usually it comes with hey uh uh do you mind uh, we're gonna pay you this much and i'm like yeah that's sure that's fine uh sometimes you know people ask hey i don't have a lot of a big budget but we'd love to have you if that's the case i'm like hey don't worry about it i just because i you're you really want to have me on the show and that you i know that you're going to 
respect my time. I'll, I'll be fine doing it for free. No problem. I'll just sell merch that I'll just sell my merchandise there. You know, you just gotta, you gotta take it from every angle. Like, Hey, am right. I, is it gonna be worth my time? If the audience is going to be great because this guy is really excited to have me on the show. So he's going to promote it. Great. Yeah. He's going to promote it. Like I'm going to promote it. Then yeah, this, the show's going to be great. The audience is going to be really excited to have me there. Cause he was excited to have me there. And then, then I'll be, I'll, then not getting paid is going to make it worth it for me. Working on new jokes, having a great audience and selling my merchandise to people that want to buy my stuff. Yeah. I feel like one, the first threshold for me is like, are you selling tickets? Are you charging people to see this? And I think if you are, then you should be paying the comics. Yeah. You know, it's take me. I've, I've, I've produced shows before and then I stopped because it was the most, mm-hmm. the most mind draining bodies, just destroying thing I've ever fucking done. And as I can see, it's hard to be a producer, but I know the side of it as if you are making money on this show, even if it's ten dollars per comic, just throw ten dollars towards us. Mm-hmm. Ten, if I don't get paid for a show and like you're making like six hundred dollars, I've I've been in that situation where I went to a show, it was sold out, three hundred people were there. They had people, uh, they had merch tables and sponsor tables there, and I did twenty five minutes. I was like six six or seven months in. I did a good amount of time. I had a great set, I think. And afterwards, like, hey, sorry, we didn't really have a good turnout tonight. I, I can't really pay you for tonight. I was like, I drove two and a half hours to be here and you had a great night. We, we were completely sold out of this place and you had merch tables and you had sponsor tables. Uh, I know you made a lot of money tonight. I think I should get something. And what I actually said was, Hey, no problem. That's what I thought in my head. I didn't say anything cause I was new. I didn't think yeah. about it, but you got to realize that you are a product. You are a product. You are selling yourself. If you don't think you're worth anything, people are going to realize that and they're not going to pay you. But if you put yourself out there and say, hey, I know how much I'm worth. I don't, I mean, obviously don't oversell yourself. Like I am the next Kevin Hart. Like, yeah. But know that you are a product. You are worth something. If you think you're worth something, be worth something. Tell yourself like, hey, I want to, I want to get paid this much. That's okay. But also when you, when you put yourself out there as I know I'm a product, I know I'm worth it. And they say, okay, hey, yeah, we'll give you the money for it. Don't show up and fuck up. Don't fuck off. Don't be there like, you guys like chips? Like, don't do that shit. (laughs) Like, go there, be amazing, be the best comic you can possibly be because the whole point of being a comic is, you know, performing, but it's not going to be great if every time you go to a show, you burn a bridge, you're never going to perform there again. It's always about returning back to that spot because they want you to come back. I love that. Thank you for saying that. I think like, I need to hear it. I think other people need to hear it. And it's like, you kind of need to hear it. So it's like, it's okay. You know, and uh, Maria Bamford talks a lot about knowing your worth and like ask and, and Jackie Cation. I listen to them a lot. And that's really gotten me thinking of like, well, what does it pay? And not being afraid to say that. And I don't know if maybe being a girl, people are like, what a bitch. It's like, no, but everything you just said. So thank you well, for I mean, that. Well, I mean, think about it. like, if you went to work the other day and someone's like, Hey, I, I worked really hard today. And they're like, hey, I can pay you in drink tickets and a sandwich. You're right. like, you'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. Like I put my heart and soul into this. I deserve to be paid for this. Yeah. It's, you're, no one's gonna, you're not being unprofessional. You're not being rude. You're you're being forthwith. I'm like, hey, I did this. I deserve to be paid. Uh, I know it's not, I know there's comics, there's a lot of comics out there, but you asked for me. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no disrespect, there's no unprofessionalism just saying, hey. I deserve to be paid for this. 
Yeah. I think you set the tone for the next comic too, so that it doesn't become the norm, which it has been, right? You know, drink tickets and food or whatever, but um, thank you for that. I don't drink. I hate that. I would Uh be like, hey, can I get you drink tickets? I'm like, I've never drank alcohol. You know that. Why would you pay me in drink tickets? What the fuck am I going to get with this? A Coca-Cola? I don't even drink soda anymore. What? Uh, thanks for the water. Like yeah. I used to hand them to other people. Like, hey, do you want my drink ticket? I'm like, yeah. hey, do you want hey, do you want my payment for tonight? You know, when you're starting off, that you just got you have to put up with it because ne- the first two years you're not good enough to get paid. But when yeah. you get to that threshold to be that you know you're good enough and you know your worth, you should never feel bad for asking for any compensation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, well, Anthony, what do you want in the next, let's say one year to three years, let's vision board it. What do you want out of comedy, out of life? Um, let's put it out there so it'll come to you. Next three, my, well, I have a five-year, I already, I have like a five-year goal. I have a, uh, a, a work board in my room, in my kitchen. Yeah. That me and my wife at look at every morning and say, this is what we're going to do our next five years is next five years. I'm going to have a um, a bachelor's degree, work on my master's, I'm going to have a job as probably, you know, that's going to be able to take care of a family. I'm going to, we're probably going to start in our family and, and comedy will still be there. I mean, I'm going to still work at comedy, but my main focus is starting a family and taking care of my wife. Oh, that's fantastic. And you shall have it. Um, Anthony Davis, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? And tell us the, what's the name of your album? Eat Around It. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> where can we find you you can find me on ad comedy 28 on any platform instagram twitter all that good stuff uh you can find me you know eating chicken wings anywhere that you probably eating chicken wings or you can go to my website ad comedy ad comedy.com and my my album is on everything uh itunes it was number one on amazon's new comedy albums for like yeah. two weeks straight and uh, yeah, so have fun. Just... That was probably Todd hate listening it to it over oh, and over again, just masturbating and crying at the same time. Like, How dare you be funny? <laughs> that is so fantastic. Anthony Davis, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, and next time I see you in person, we're doing chicken wings in person. Okay. Uh, fuck yeah. Mountain of chicken wings. all right have a good night drive safe we'll talk to you later you guys thank you for joining us on wings with friends we'll see you next time bye-bye have a good night